Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. Network is proud to present Beer Radio that turns ordinary homebrew, ordinary homebrew. into award-winning beer. Award-winning beer. The Jameel Show. And now, your hosts, Jameel Zainashef and John Plisse. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hello, friends, how are you? <laughs> a little too much coffee today, yeah. John? Or? Yeah, I did have a lot of coffee this morning, actually, but no. Now I'm, I'm starting to drink. <laughs> you brought a lot of beer, I'm going to drink them all with you. Getting, getting in the drinking mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stopped by uh, Monument Liquors on the way that's, way down here. That's a sweet That's great spot. Yeah, they got, a, got quite a selection there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I ran into Kevin Pratt, oh. our, our, our good friend, and... Uh, he uh, actually uh, bought us some beer to go with it, so uh, I didn't yeah. buy quite all this beer, and he bought some <laughs> nice to, to to help us get liquored up on the show. Maybe that's a good man. <laughs> yeah. Way to look out for your brothers. That's right. Right. He's like, oh well, here you need one of these. So it's been two months, has it? Yeah. Hey, it seems like a long time. I almost forgot how to do the show. I'm like, I, uh, what? That's the first thing I say. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah, that, that hey howdy hey thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing was. <laughs> Funny thing was, I'm in Australia, right? Went there for the uh, the first Australian national conference, and uh, how how were you received? By hey howdy hey from a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like hey howdy hey, <laughs> or some some would be like hey 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 or you know different things like that. Right, and uh, it was great. Uh, you know, uh, I went with uh, John Palmer. <laughs> And uh, we were treated like uh, royalty. It was uh, really great, you know. If if everybody could just feel that kind of uh, you know uh, love and generosity and uh, kindness just once in their lives, you right. know, uh, it was it was really uh, really fantastic. Met a, a ton of great people there. Uh, hung out with a couple of guys, uh, Peter and Barry. We ended nice. up hitting a few places and having a good old time. Uh, and uh, it, it, it was fantastic. I did, really, really enjoyed it. Did you party hard with them? Yeah, you know. How's the beer? Uh, beer was great. Yeah. People were great. Food was great. Everything was great. Awesome. Uh, you know, I, I got nothing, nothing uh, even slightly negative to say about uh, Australia or Melbourne or Australians or anything. Nice. There was this one Scottish guy there. Real troublemaker. Uh yeah. Oh, you? Yeah, Shandy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, total, total uh, misfit. Of course, you know these Scottish guys. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Troublemakers. Yeah. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah, they're tough to work with. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the conference? I mean, how did it compare to the Nationals here? Uh, really good. I think... Um, Not good. I think, uh, you know... Uh, 
as far as um, you know, uh, scheduled tracks, there was only one, you know, instead of two. Okay, um, which is fine, you know, for a number of people. They had quality speakers. I mean, I was there, so hey, you know, that's <laughs> you quality right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's high quality. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, they had you know a lot of similar things like a hospitality area and a uh, like a vendor area. I think um, you know, hospitality-wise, they always had some beer on, but uh, not quite the selection that you know we might have in our hospitality suites out here. Mm-hmm. Club night, um, you know, everything was uh, a little bit reduced in number of people, like number of clubs and things like that, compared to you know, uh, you know, they only got twenty-one million people down there. We got three hundred million, so oh, you got to figure it's a really you know, it's going to be, a, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, quality was still there. Nice. And so uh, at club night, I went around and I tried at least one beer at every booth, and I had some that were just spectacular, right. you know. And uh, most of them were were quite good. I don't think I had anything that I didn't care for. There was nothing that I would have dumped out. That's good news. Yeah, That's you know, here here at the U.S. conference, usually there's some. a few that you got to toss. You know, and yeah. they're just like, what in the world is somebody like serving this for? Well, it's curious. They're judging. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that was really good. Um, and the thing that really blew me away that I really took notice of and was thoroughly embarrassed by the quality at the U.S. conference once I tasted what was there was the food. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. they did a couple of beer and food pairing dinners. They did some food during, uh, you know, high tea and stuff. Wow. And uh, uh, it was all, you know, really high quality, really well done. Um, okay. Well, and the the place they had it was like this this uh cooking school or something so i think that helped but you know really high quality and uh, compared it to the hotel food that we often have at the conferences right. in the u.s yeah. i mean it's we've had some miss. we've had some good stuff sure and and this coming year oh yeah uh, we're gonna get paxton out and we're, we're gonna right. you know, work that boy to death and Absolutely. make him uh <laughs> wow everybody that comes in but uh uh, you know, I, I, I gotta say the, the nod absolutely goes to, uh, you know, awesome. Melbourne and she's just, just awesome. fabulous. And awesome. they did a lot of great beer pairings and there's a lot of great pubs. And, and I'd also say all, this is one thing I realized the other night that all their, 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 uh, bars and pubs and stuff. Much cleaner than we have over right here. Right here, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> which, which I really like. Yeah. You know? And I, Bathrooms are clean. And Justin would appreciate. Awesome. Uh, yeah, just just even the bar surface. Right. You know, not all sticky and full of schnot from the last, uh, you know, fat slob that was there. Right. It's really good, the same in Europe. Good, good uh, service. I don't know what it is, that why it's different, but it's the same in Europe with the bathrooms and the bar. Well, where I went, I shouldn't say all of Europe, big place. But Germany? Clean bathrooms. Yeah. Even Germany. The, even the filthiest bar had a cleaner bathroom than you've ever been in here. So, wow. something about people. Something about uh, the U.S. and our bathrooms and our bar tops. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of dirty. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is, man. It's the behavior of the people. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. It's not necessarily the the bar owners. I mean, right. maybe right. some of them could do more to right. keep some up of them on things. Need, need a little work, but. You're right. I think it has a lot to do with us more than anything else. Well, I also think, you know, so one of the things I notice is they have a they tend to have lower alcohol beers. You know, like an IPA that's 5%. Hmm. Out here, IPA, you're not seven. IPA till you're you're hitting 7, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh you, you must know, have been like this is a pale ale. <laughs> no, you know, well there was a, a a case of that, but 
you know, a lot of great beers you can drink uh, quite a bit of and not totally get trashed. We're out here. That's what you want, man. I mean, it's really hard to find anything. You go to a place, you, you're not you finding know. anything below six percent, and then they're selling. You know, your only option is a pint uh, here. When you, you get a pint, or you get the giant pint for a dollar more right. out here, and there, you know, their minimum alcohol is six percent. There, they have like you know mm-hmm. pints, but they have like pots, which is like kind of like about a half six pint. ounce. Oh yeah, and uh, or maybe yeah, half pint around there, and uh, so it's real nice, and people, you know. I didn't see a lot of people getting totally trashed. Uh, whereas here, I think, you know, people they have a couple, trashed. you know, they have three giant beers at, uh, <laughs> at 8% alcohol. And you're done. And then they go to the bathroom, and they're just like, you know, it's just, the stream is going wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, you know? that's how it gets messy. It's like a, like a freaking rain bird. Across <laughs> <laughs> the... Cross the uh, the urinal there, so uh, maybe that may be part of it. How do we get totally off track? How come I'm talking like urinal talk here? I don't know. I just <laughs> well, let me get Great back. Story. Let me get back on track by mentioning our fine sponsor, oh, yeah. uh, Northern Brewer, who's uh, sponsored the show from early on and kept us uh, two years now, almost. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, our show's been going almost three. Yeah, it's coming to an end. Coming to an end. <laughs> Hey, hey, there's always more. All good things must come to an end. Right. Uh, like Jerry Seinfeld said with uh, the show Seinfeld, you know, you know, go out on a high note. Keep them wanting more. Yes. And that's what every runs. And I think that was, you know, a while ago that we could have, you know, we gone out on yeah. a high note. It's just, four shows ago we could have. Like, yeah, yeah, six. Call it. Yeah, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe six months ago. I think we were at our peak. Right. Now we're just on the downhill slide. Riding. Yeah. Ah, well, you almost, know, but home stretch. Northern Brewer stuck with us, so uh, you know you guys should stick with Northern Brewer and uh, go to their uh, website uh, www. dot com. Uh, great site, easy to navigate. Buy your stuff. Uh, they got cheap shipping. They got uh, just a whole ton of products if you're looking for all sorts of different malts and things. Oh yeah, great uh, quality. Good, good place to find it. And. Uh, They've got, uh, you know, uh, great customer service mm-hmm. and a uh, good, good group of folks. So uh, for them supporting us, uh, it'd be great if you could support them. Let them know uh, we sent you so they know their uh, advertising dollar was not uh, totally lost Absolutely. in this uh, pit here. <laughs> <laughs> the dark hole. <laughs> Justin didn't, Pacheco, didn't uh, you know, spend it all on ramen and... Uh, and uh, kitty porn or whatever he uses lately. <laughs> Look at his beady eyes. <laughs> can you guys can you guys smell my balls too? I've been sleeping in here for like a week and a half, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, really? The whole thing. If and, you thought it was a and, pit before, in here I thought one of the dogs had farted or something. <laughs> no, if you yeah. thought it was a pit before, it's just getting worse around here, man. <laughs> oh man, it's now. Uh, I now it does have a funny stench. In I here. used to talk about how I live in this studio because I work so much. Now I literally live in this studio. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it is a little rank. It yeah. is a little rank. Welcome, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. So had you got your urinal. I do have my own urinal. It's true. <laughs> you can even tap it if you want it. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, and also, you know, to support the Brewing Network, Network, if you get a chance, go to the store, brewingnetwork.com. There's a uh, link there for the store, and you can find Brewing Classic Styles, signed by both myself and John Palmer this time. Personally signed. And uh, uh, there's some other books you can find in there. There's the the hop grenade T-shirts. There's uh, glassware probably going up tonight. Yeah, these are sweet, too. I like the glassware. Yeah. I really did. I stole one last night. Oh, yeah. I'm stealing four tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Four? <laughs> yeah, I better steal three more. Yeah, absolutely. i got to keep up with the Johnses. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and funny, funny, uh, she mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of people mentioned you in, in Australia. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how about that, John? He's up uh, under. Yeah. So didn't rent, uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they just said how it seemed like we had a lot of fun doing the show oh. and uh, nice, very enjoyable. They said, is he really that way in person? I <laughs> <laughs> really... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think, and I, I'm not sure exactly what, what, what they say? meant. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know either. Is he really that way in person? Hmm. And um, I would stand there. I'm like, uh, and I go into my spiel. Not everybody's pretty much really the way they are. Right, right. You know, I, but I think people are a little, a little taken aback when I go travel on these things because I'm pretty quiet. Yeah, you know, yeah and I'm like, not. Hi, I'm not. Yeah, I'm Jamil. Hi. I'm, I'm a pretty shy wallflower until yeah. I've uh, get to know people a little bit. I'm and they're expecting way. me to be, you know, some half-ass, half-wit. Uh, you know. A little more than that. <laughs> three-quarter. Three-quarter half-ass. Three-quarter ass. I balance it out. Wit. I'm the other quarter. Yeah. <laughs> together we have a show together. <laughs> Speaking of which, tonight we're talking about uh, foreign extra stout. And yes, we are. Foreign extra stout. You want to give us a, a, a rundown on that style? Yeah, it's a very interesting style. Um, reading up on this, especially drinking it. Thank you for the beer. It's very good. So a foreign extra stout um, in the Rome, you should definitely get some hints of chocolate and coffee. Some burnt notes are acceptable. Should be medium to high fruitiness. Some molasses, dried fruit, and licorice overtones can come through. Uh, visually, it's black in color. Definitely should have like tan hand retention. In the flavor, tropical versions they tend to be fruitier without as much roast, but there is still some roasty notes in there. It's sweeter and it's not as dark. And export versions, they can be drier and a little bit more roasty with less esters and more hints of chocolate and licorice qualities coming through. Overall, both regions are a dark, strong, roasty ale, very complex, and they vary by region. Uh, should be medium to full body with uh, definitely a creaminess coming across. So Yeah, we're enjoying a, a lion stout, which is uh, kind of like the... Uh Tropical, the classic tropical example. Yeah, you're saying that. And uh, I, I think the thing uh, that that's most prominent in there is, like you're saying, the molasses, fig, uh, you know, sweet, fruity. Is the molasses that I'm tasting the creaminess at all, or is that just the aroma? Uh, there's an aroma, there's a, a flavor of it, and then there's, you know, a, a creaminess as well. Hmm. Uh, you know, real smooth and rich. There's a... a Quite an alcohol warming. This is an eight percent beer. Yeah, it's drinkable too. Yeah, but it's not hot. Right. You know, you, you drink uh, half a bottle and you just feel a warmth. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was never hot at all. A lot of a lot of fruitiness. Not a, a lot of uh, you know figs and sweetness and uh, you know, figs. It's, it's got a it's got a, uh, a a bitterness and a fair amount of bitterness. But there's so much sweetness there mm-hmm. that uh, it seems not so bitter. No real hops right. as far as flavor and aroma goes. It's more about the malts and all that. And one of the reasons I think the malts don't seem quite as roasty, don't seem quite as coffee-like or burnt, mm-hmm. is because there's considerable amount of sweetness. Right. And so instead of that, you get more of a chocolate, uh, cocoa, uh, caramel, that, caramel, yeah. that kind of thing, like you're saying. Mm. All that kind of that kind of comes into play. Yeah, it's really well balanced. I mean. If it was probably too dry and probably not sweet enough, it would be a little off. Right, right. Balance. Right. Well, and you know, if they're if they're drier, they tend to be more roasty. Mm. Uh, tend to be, um, you know, in the uh, in the in the export uh, version, mm. it's more, um, uh, you know, a cleaner beer, not quite as intensely fruity. Right. It also have some fruitiness to it, but not like that. 
and uh, you know, along those routes. I'm really enjoying the fruit quality of this. Mm-hmm. It's very flavorful. Right, without being, on. you know, unpleasant today. You know, yeah. Sometimes really fruity beers can be just like, oh my God, what did they ferment <laughs> yeah, this they, with? Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, fruity, but um, yeah, very enjoyable, very pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, fruitiness that doesn't uh, doesn't seem harsh or overwhelming or uh, too overdone. Right. What surprises me is the aftertaste still lingers, and it's still very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, just talking with you, and I can still taste the beer. It's, yeah. You know, it's very yeah. well done. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we'll take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we will get into, uh, I guess, the recipe. Is that what we do next? From I can't some remember. book that somebody wrote. Was it Brewery Classic <laughs> yeah, Styles? Classic Styles. styles. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> Signed even in the store if you want. It's signed in the store. There you go. <laughs> That'll be it. All right, we'll be back after this. Cheers. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus eight. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Oh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y-Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com.
listening to the Brewing Network. And now, back to the Jameel Show. <laughs> See, I imagine you could be in one of those American Pie movies. I could. You could. Yeah, you'd I'd hump be- a pie. <laughs> you'd, you'd go right in there. You got the look. I, I, you I, got I, the moves. Yeah, absolutely. I you can't but help you know? dance like I'm in the 80s and that. God, I love the boss. Oh, I thought you, you were going to say you can't help but dance like you're slightly retarded or something. That you know? too, but uh, that's just natural. <laughs> Is he like that in person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's holding it in. Yeah, holding it in. He's holding it in. Having fun. I'm definitely corny. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah. Oh, seriously. I, you know, I was I, I was watching an American Pie movie the other day, as a matter of fact. I just like, fit right in. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Absolutely. Perfect for the role. All right. <laughs> you got one of those uh, killer recipes from that book of yours. You have four an extra time. Page 171 in your book. Class. <laughs> pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. We should record that. Sample that. <laughs> yeah. Be, be in Jay-Z's next uh, <laughs> rap song. Yeah. On his next album. All right, so uh, original gravity uh, 1.071, 17.2 Plato. Uh, finishing gravity targeting around uh, a, a 10.17, which is about a 75% uh, apparent attenuation. 45 IBU. And uh, it sounds like a lot of IBU, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? But. But if you have some sweetness, yeah, sweetness, yeah. then it'll still seem kind of bitter, but it's not going to seem like 45 IBU. Right. It'll seem like maybe, you know, half that, like 25 IBU. Okay. You know, in the beer we just had, you know, very similar like, okay. along those lines, right? Uh, give you S- This recipe is going to give you SRM about uh, 39 or so. This is 7.1% alcohol by volume. So we should definitely finish fairly dry then. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of, uh, but sweet though. That's like well, this is this is a tweener between okay. the the export and the tropical. Okay, and you could go either way. You know, you could go even cleaner and drier, or you could go more sweet and fruity. Okay, I think uh, you know you have leeway. This is one of the ones where I think that the two examples are so are, are different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I don't know that they really, you know, I think they're kind of almost like two different beers. So there's a lot of leeway in here. So I figure, okay, I'll just target the middle of it. Yeah. And the people that are looking for one or looking for the other, you know, so you when satisfy them all. When judges are looking at this beer, I, I assume that they have both different, you know, styles of this version in mind. Like, oh, this is more tropical than this is more export. I hope. At least. Yeah, you hope. But, you, hope. you know. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, so, I mean, God. So this is probably a great base recipe. To, somewhere yeah. in between. You could go You could go from here one okay. way or the other. Uh, extract Brewer is going to use uh, English Pale Ale liquid malt extract. Um, Ten pounds or four and a half kilograms. And then uh, the steeping grams would be black roasted barley at 500 love. Three quarter pound or three four, 340 grams. Uh, crystal 40, 10 ounces, or tw- 284 grams. Crystal 80, 10 ounces, or 284 grams. And then chocolate malt at 420 love, uh, half pound, or 227 grams. For the all-grain brewer, 
you can have those same uh, specialty grains, but your all grain is going to your base grain is going to be uh, a British Pale Ale malt. You're going to use uh, 13.9 pounds or 6.3 kilograms and mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. So you'll have that British Pale Ale malt plus the Black Roasted Barley Crystal, 40 Crystal Lady, and chocolate malt. You would mash that all at the same time. Wow. I got that question recently. That's complex. A lot of malt. Yeah, the, the the crystal malts adding, you know, some of that sweetness and that caramel mm-hmm. that we got. Uh, and uh, why'd you blend two crystal malts? Uh, good question. Uh, you know, uh, generally I don't like to have a lot of different crystal malts, but uh, I think what this does is uh, gives you kind of two different flavors. You know, the forty is more candy, caramel, sweetness, and the eighty is more kind of starting to tend towards that figgy, uh, raisiny type okay. of uh, uh, caramel sweetness. Uh, you know, it helps. Uh, together they combine yeah. those flavors together. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, uh, the uh, the interesting thing, uh, you know, again, uh, the black roasted barley, the chocolate malt, uh, you know, three-quarter pound of black roasted barley is a fair amount. But, uh, you know, if you got the sweetness there, it's mm-hmm. going to, uh, um, you know, not, uh, not be so acrid. It'll be, it'll be more, uh, coffee-like. Of course, this, uh, you know, attenuating 75%, uh, you don't have too much, uh, you know, residual sugar. You know, the, the English eats tend to leave some, uh, simple sugars behind sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it, it could be. Um, hops, uh, Kent Goldings. Five uh, percent alpha acid. Uh, I use pellets. Sixty minute edition, two point four ounce or sixty eight grams. That should give you about forty five IBUs using the Rager formula, forty four point six to be exact, using a six gallon, six gallon yeah. volume. Because, right, right. Oh no, post boil. Sorry, post boil. Right, right. At, the, at the end of the the kettle is going to have six at the end of the boil. You're gonna leave a half gallon behind with your hops and your right. brother break material, and then five and a half goes into the into the carboy, and then when you're done with that, five goes into your nineteen liters goes into your uh, your serving vessel. Right. You had mentioned forty five IBUs. Now, can those IBUs be masked at all by roasted malts, or is it more the caramel, the residual that's kind of masking that pretty firm bitterness? Right. Uh, sweetness and sweetness. caramel and all okay. that will. Uh, roastiness um will that contribute to it yeah it tends to accentuate the the impression of bitterness okay um you know can make make something uh, you know seem quite bitter okay i brewed a pale ale about 2 months ago and crystal malt tends to give like a caramel flavor buttery flavor mm-hmm. can it ever give a perceived perception of diacetyl at all mm-hmm. i mean it's a little off base but i mean just if you're not used to using crystal malts and you taste it, can you get a pers- like oh, it's a little buttery? Yeah, kind of I think. Um, and you don't want that necessarily in the style, though. though. Yeah, but you know, uh, the caramel and toffee are pretty close together, and toffee is very butter-like. You know, has a real buttery component to it. Okay. And so, uh, I think Cause I found as crystal malts aged in this beer, they <laughs> it got smoother, and as it lagered out. It was not as upfront the caramel mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the beer that we were drinking, that Lions, had that caramel, per, you know, mm-hmm. perception, but it just seemed a little bit more balanced and subdued. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lingering flavor, not so upfront. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, and, um, you know, one of the things, if you uh, if you recall with our Scottish Ales show, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, instead of using crystal malts, you uh, boil the snot out of, like, uh, the first runnings. Right. <laughs> down to, I'm sorry, down to... Uh, it was like a, uh, a kind of a syrupy consistency. Yeah. And uh, the the only problem with it is it, it gets so toffee-like that people start saying there's diacetyl in the beer. Right. Even sure. though there's not really. Um, or maybe maybe somehow you boil it down and <laughs> forms diacetyl in some <laughs> weird chemical combination. Yeah. I'll have to ask a uh, Palmer on Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong. But... Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the perception is that it's, it's diacetyl. So I think, you know, there's some relationship there and generally, um, you know, the two are, are separate enough that people don't have a problem with it. You know, a couple of the things that can happen, uh, to a beer to make that perception, you know, uh, stronger as time goes on, that diacetyl or things like that. There could be actual diacetyl sure. being generated from, um, uh, you know, pediococcus or something like that. Uh, it could be that the caramel malts are like ox- oxidizing, and uh, when they oxidize, they take on kind of a weird kind of character as well. And maybe that has something to do with it as also. Um, yeah, yeah. But what about yeast? Got me thinking. And yeast, yeah, yeah. There you go, yeast. Good, good point. Now something like this lion stout. A lot of these uh, tropical breweries. So, like Guinness was spreading the word of uh, you know good stout throughout the world. And something about the tropics. I still don't understand it. It, it does seem to work because if you go, you go to some uh, Caribbean island, and <laughs> you go and you have yourself you know a bottle like lion stout, right? Or uh, uh, not lion stout, but uh, uh, like a you know uh, uh, one of the Guinness uh, products, and uh, you know it'll be a bit sweet, and uh, you know the but something about the roasty dryness, the alcohol, mm-hmm. all that, and the bitterness seems to work with the heat of the tropics. You wouldn't think so, right? Now lion is like you know brewed in like Sri Lanka or something. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it said that. And uh, so, you know, that's an interesting, you know, it's interesting that uh, that that actually works. But they they went through and uh, a lot of the breweries that are brewing like Guinness in the tropics, it's like a uh, a lager brewer. Okay. They brew like a, you know, a fairly pale lager beer. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, you know, one of our tropical island lager beer. And then uh, they... uh, they ship them out the Guinness extract, and they like you know they brew some base beer, and they add the Guinness extract, and that's it. And they that's use it. like lager yeast and all that. Huh. And that's your that's your stout, and that's your Guinness. Yeah, yeah, that's your Guinness stout. Wow. So uh, you know they're using lager yeast. Isn't that cheating. Uh, you know, hey, as long as the <laughs> well, beer tastes what it's supposed to taste like, then you know that's that's it. No, wow. doesn't really matter. That's fascinating. So on this recipe, though, um, I'm going with a, an English yeast. I, I like the uh, White Labs uh, WLP 013 London Ale or the Y Yeast 1028 London Ale. Uh, if you're using a dry yeast, Dan Star Nottingham. Mm. And, uh, you know, with this, you're going to get a, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of attenuation, a bit of dryness. Um, but it also has kind of that uh, fruity ester to it. Right. And I think... Uh, you know, uh, at the right temperature, you're going to get, uh, you know, you can get uh, the right kind of fruitiness and restrained alcohols. 
Will they blend well with those crystal malts you're saying? The 40 and the 80? That English yeast? Because that residual sweetness at least? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great point. Mm. I think, um, uh, you know, a lot of fruitiness goes well with crystal malts. Sure. You know, kind of, you know, caramel and, you know, caramel apples. Think about all that stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, when you think of it that way, that gets you thinking differently. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lager yeasts, uh, you know, you can get a bit of diacetyl from them. These English yeasts will generate, uh, you know, a fair amount of diacetyl. Uh, not like, uh, you know, a clean, uh, you know, uh, cal ale yeast or something like that. You could go with a cal ale yeast. Uh, you, but it might you, be too clean, not enough yeah, fruitiness. Yeah, you're going to get quite a clean <clears throat> beer. Yeah, you know, that's one way you can go. And it it just depends what you're kind of looking for. If you're looking for something a little more drier and cleaner and something like that. If you're looking for something, you know, um, uh, more along the fruity lines and maybe a little and dry, you can go with this uh this uh, London ale yeast, okay. or you could actually switch to a. Uh, Can you do an Irish yeast? Irish yeast, or you know, another or? English yeast that um, uh, British, you know, British or English ale yeast that that will uh, not attenuate quite as much. Right. You get quite a bit more sweetness. Okay, uh, you know, those tend to attenuate in the uh, you know mid to upper sixties. Okay, and uh, this is uh, this yeast reason is around seventy five. So. Uh, you'll you'll pick up a uh, you know quite a bit more sweetness. So there's kind of your bracketing of uh, you know, going yeast. more sweeter and tropical, right. or going more dry and uh, uh, cleaner. Have you had experience with that dry yeast, Nottingham? As far as uh, yeah, flavors? I've used, it, used it a few times. Um, Which one would you say is closest to? As far as the liquid one is concerned, I don't know. I think the attenuation <clears throat> is pretty close to what you get with the uh, the Sorry. London ale yeast. Okay, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big proponent of the, the liquid yeasts. Right. I mean, the dry yeasts are okay, and if if that's what you can uh, get a hand of, that that that's uh, that's uh, fine. That's uh, you know that's what you should use. Okay. You know, you shouldn't be paying thirty dollars a <laughs> a smack pack or a vial. I hope not. Which is you know you never know the, these days. The, the guys in Australia, you know, oh, that's they, really? they end up paying like thirty bucks. Oh, so you have to re pitch and re. You have to re pitch and reculture. Yeah. Wow. And uh, you know, dry yeast is far cheaper. Sure, uh, yeah. out there travels better. Yeah, and can it's, you know, temp. and it weighs a lot less because there's no water That's to true. it, right? So uh, you know, they they have to. The only problem is, you know, when you need kind of sp- specific yeast, the English yeasts are okay. Lagers are so-so in dry yeast. Um, uh, you know, and you can use the the USO five for the in place of Calale or ten fifty six, but. They're really not the same. And then yeah. when it comes to things like brewing Belgians or brewing wheat beers or, you know, you just you have to have those liquid yeasts. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think, you know, what clubs should do, this should there be the go. main focus of clubs in Australia. And I, I, don't want, I don't want the, uh, you know, the yeast companies to suffer in any way, but. Have a club. A yeast club. Bank. A club should buy, you know, a pack of each yeast, Absolutely. and somebody should be maintaining the yeast bank. You yeah, know, you they go. should get somebody trained. You know, buy some agar. Buy. That's uh, a great idea. You know, buy some plates and some slants, and you know, the equipment's not that expensive. Not at all. And it's just it's it's work. Right. You know, it's quite a bit of work. And go through and uh, you know do the work where uh, they uh, you know bank these yeasts for the club, yeah. and then. Uh, uh, you know, clubs can Who even knows? trade amongst themselves, but I think it'd be best if clubs bought a pack individually and uh, you know went from there, and then 
you know, every so often at least refreshed it. And, you know, the club can come up with the money for the yeast. Yeah. You know, it, it is pricey. 20 but, in would be 10 you know, nothing. Buck a person? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like six bucks a pack here. Right. It's 12 there. And then, uh, you know. 30 there. Easy. Well, and that would be, uh, you know, about nine there. And then, you know, but then the, the shipping and all that. Right. So, you know, the price isn't uh, that insane, you know, when you consider what, because it has to go refrigerated. Absolutely. Yeah, That's a long way to go. Expensive shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surprised you weren't asked to uh, smuggle some over on your trip. Right. Bring well, a separate suitcase of yeast. Apparently. It happened. <laughs> no, apparently on one of our shows, I said, well, you know, I'll just throw, you know, 20, 30 pounds of, uh, you know, the, the specialty grains that they can't get over there. I'll just throw them in my luggage, take them over with me. Someone held you up to that, huh? Because, you know, I got, I, I'm t- carrying like shorts and t-shirts. Right. I mean, you know, what else do I need? Right. And, uh. Uh, people asked. They said, "Well, did you bring them all?" <laughs> and I'm You're like, like "What? Yeah, yeah." You know, because apparently we booked this event, you know, over a year yeah. ago, and uh, you know, things I say a year ago, hell, I'm not going to remember. You better remind me. You know? Yesterday, I wish some. I seriously wish somebody <laughs> would have reminded me. You would have done it. I would have. I would absolutely, absolutely would have done yeah. it. You know, a couple of Ziploc bags, and then you know, I got all the grains already. I just right. pour them in, and off I go. And I, it would have been great to give that out, yeah. so people could have, oh, people could have used up. them to, to brew the recipes. Because like, I get so many people asking me, well, what's a good substitute? What's right. a good substitute? What's a good substitute? Oh, you would have brought really the stuff. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> Straight now, from your own shed. Exactly. Now yep. I'm thinking, well, maybe I need to ship it over you there. But, but I'm thinking, well, shipping it, probably cost of a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just carry it. Might as well, yeah. Well, and I checked with the uh, U.S. Uh, Customs. Hmm. about uh mcdole wanted me to, that's what i was gonna tell him the other night mcdole wanted me to he said you know somebody's gonna come up to you at the conference and pass you a bag of hops i want you to you know smuggle it back into the u.s for me <laughs> and i'm like no freaking way yeah, absolutely not. i'm not going to risk like you know prison time or a big fine <laughs> yeah. for bringing you a pound Two of hops pound yeah i mean come on i you know you're crazy and he's like, well, you know, I'm thinking, okay. You know, so I felt kind of bad. So I contacted U.S. Customs, and I got a hold of somebody and asked him to check on hops. And the guy said, no, you can actually bring hops in. It's okay. You need to declare them, but hops oh, are an allowed, allowed item. They'll look it up, and it'll be all right. Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Thank you. Well, I can do it. I sent McDowell an email. I, yeah, I can I bring him He's in. Just let me know. And, <laughs> what uh, no, I, I didn't hear from him. And I was leaving, like, you know, oh. shortly after that. So, like, like the next day. So, I don't know if he figured I was already gone or whatever. What but, hops were they? Uh, Nelson hmm. Savon or something huh. like that. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. But, Typical yeah. McDowell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's classic. So, I felt bad. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, like... Uh, What's that midnight uh, express type of thing going? <laughs> That's a way to go out. <laughs> you know, where's yeah. Jamil, everyone? I don't know. Yeah, he's in he's in a Turkish prison all of a sudden for <laughs> trying to bring hops out of Australia. The slave brewer. <laughs> yeah. 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 All sure. right, all right, okay. Well, let's 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 take a break, and uh, when we come back, I'll go over uh, you know, kind of the fermentation uh, temperatures and uh, other things you might do uh, to make yourself a great foreign extra stout. And there you go. 
Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com what have you gotten out of a vial of white labs yeast wlp 001 cal ale baby 23 burton ale 008 east coast ale cal common wlp 810 it's gonna be wlp 400 with beer i got a sweet hoodie for my vial huh White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew expert since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> Now, back to the Jameel Show. All right, we're back. So good. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> we're drinking old Suffolk. Yeah. That's what we're talking about during the and break. And it's got me. Yeah, that's so good. 
Look, my James Brown. There's the moves. Oh, you know, so one of the guys at the Australian con- conference, he was, uh, he's like into homebrewing or beer or whatever. He does like a, uh, he does a, he was in, he was uh, like a lead actor in uh, Strictly Ballroom, like the Australian movie. Oh, yeah. That became like, you know, they redid it a couple of times in like different countries. And then uh, he's actually one of the judges on uh, the, uh, how is it? Uh, Oh, uh, not so you think you can dance. It's uh, the other the, uh, the the celebrity dancing celebrity one. dancing show. Yeah, yeah. The, just, uh, no, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the celebrity dancing one? I don't have cable. I can't remember. No, it's on like a uh, regular. I don't even. Have, yeah, you don't have sorry. TV. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Uh, dancing with the celebrity. Dancing with the stars. There oh, dancing with the stars. Okay. Dancing with the stars. So I, I think they have like an Australian version. Hmm. He's like a judge on it or something like that, or. He's on one of these dance shows because he's like a trained dancer. Oh, anyways, nice. real nice guy, real funny. Yeah. He was uh, like the MC of one of the things, and he just cracked me up. And uh, did he dance for you? No. Oh. Well, he actually danced just a little bit for everybody. And nice. everybody <laughs> applauded. And uh, what was I? What was I talking about? I don't know. Something about his brewing. I don't and know. his dancing. I, I, I don't know what the hell and I'm talking how about. How good this beer was. <laughs> yeah, I had a thing to hold, tie the whole goddamn thing together. <laughs> I just ruined it. No, it's just uh, it's gone. You know, the lion style, the old stuff all kind He was of. dancing. He was at the conference. Wait, this this deserves a beer break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd like to take a moment mm-hmm. to drink this beer. Mm-hmm. One moment, please. Jamil Show listeners, if you listen live and you go to justin.tv slash brewing network, you get the beer cam. And right now on the beer cam is our new Brewing Network glassware that Jamil mentioned at the beginning of the show. And go. it's full of Shatastic. And uh, that's his uh, Tasty clone. Okay. And the reason I'm interrupting was you, as you guys were taking a drink to let you know that is uh, everybody watching in the chat room right now is yelling at me about drinking the Don't Waste the Beer. They, yeah, wanted, to, they wanted to see the glass with beer in it, but now they want the beer drunk. Right, so right. if one of you guys finish before I do, feel free to grab the Brewing oh, yeah. Network glass okay. I'm and, close and, and drink it. It's is really good. Have you <laughs> it's had it? It's a good beer. So. No, I haven't. It's, it's freaking fantastic. Shantastic? Yeah. It's shantastic. So yeah. just letting you guys know, it's, it's there drank, for the taking. I drank about four pints of that last night. Wow. Yeah. That was good really good. Yeah. 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 I really loved His it. His brewing's getting better, huh? He's doing well. He's brewing a lot. Pardon me. Brother's doing well. So there you go. Just take it if you want it. Nice. All right. Do I get the so, class? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks. Uh, so uh, I don't know what I was saying, but, you know, if you get a chance, go out and buy yourself some old Suffolk. There you go. It's O-L-D-E. If you get a chance. U-F-F-O-L-K. Send some to Jamil. Yeah, there you go. Send me a couple of cases. Have a place in his heart. Yeah, that, that is one of, absolutely one of my all-time favorite beers anywhere. Well, thank you for sharing and getting it. Yeah, it's great. It's got everything to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I, I, I want to treat perfect. myself. I I have a, a bottle of that. Yeah. It's all by my lonesome. Yeah. All by myself. Sorry. All right. So, so fer- fermentation. You're gonna you're gonna use a uh, like 13 grams of uh, dry yeast, or you would use uh, three liquid yeast packages. You know, or make yourself a, a starter. Go to MrMalty.com. Use the uh, starter calculator there. Um, ferment about 67 degrees Fahrenheit, 19 degrees C. And I think very important in this style of beer and uh, using those English yeast is to ramp the temperature up towards the end. Uh, towards the end of fermentation, when you, if you start to see things slow down after the first, uh, you know, four days or whatever it would be, 
um, and you notice that activity is starting to slow, uh, ramp it up, uh, you know, another three degrees, kick it up to 70 Fahrenheit or 21 degrees C, uh, you know, kind of around that last third of fermentation. And that's going to reduce the diacetyl. It's going to make sure it attenuates enough, uh, et cetera, et cetera. When it's done, you're going to carbonate about two volumes or so. Okay. And uh, that you do. Is it common for English yeast to want to just poop out earlier compared to like a calliope yeast? Or is that why you're saying to ramp it up? Or does it get rid of the diacetyl? Well, they tend to be more flocculent. Flocculent. Okay. Yeah. So they do tend to, you know, they do tend to attenuate less. Okay. Uh, than a cal-ale yeast or something like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. So, what do you mean by flocking? Like, they're more active, they're going up, they're doing their thing, but they're not going to go as dry? Is that because the size of the yeast, or is it, what is it, what's going on? It's just yeah, the nature of how how sticky they tend to be. Okay, interesting. How gooey they we are, like sticky. They stick together. Yeah, you know, <laughs> drop out and all that stuff. Because I've had English O two and British O five same beer side by side, and a nine day difference. I mean, of course, they're two different yeasts, but the British always seems to give me that smooth, velvety kind of creamy quality, but that English is sweeter. Has a sweetness to it and a fruitier sweetness to it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. It seems. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. I had it in my head. <laughs> just, I just don't you just, know. You couldn't tie it all together. At the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had that happen to me before. This old Suffolk is <laughs> yeah. going to the dome. Yeah, it's all it's all the all the alcohol we've been consuming. Right. I guess. So you like to ramp it up at the end. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like I like to ramp it up. <laughs> How can you make that sound dirty? I don't, I don't know. know. What about pH. I mean, and the effect of like the water that you, or if you even manipulate your water at all, how does it affect roasty malts in the beer like this? Right. So, uh, you know, all these dark malts, they tend to be uh, uh, fairly acidic and they tend to lower the pH. And if you have a, a, a really soft water without a lot of uh, buffering capacity to it, and you have your mash, uh, it's going to really drop the pH and you can get to too low a pH. And, uh, uh, you know, you can end up with, uh, you know, not, not such a great, uh, character of the beer. It can be harsh or whatever, uh, you know, a bit, a bit, uh, too acrid. So don't even adjust it. Just use your normal tap water. You're probably safe. Well, for the majority of, uh, the majority of, uh, brewers. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> that, that was, that was like half and half of something yeah, else. Yeah, that kinda, one was nasty. Just kind of squirted out there. Oh, God. That's why it's, it sounded like Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> Two more shows, Jamil, and we're out of here, dude. It's, you know, it's, come on. Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Focus, focus. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Yo. What we're talking about now. Water hardness. Water, right. Yeah. So, for the majority of, of the populace, right, uh, 80% of brewers out there, the water is already pretty hard, and you're going to have no trouble making dark beers. That's why a lot of people have success with stouts and things like that uh, when they're starting out. Hmm. Uh, and they have trouble with some of the paler beers and the non-hoppy pale beers, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Municellus and things like that, and Bohemian Pills and all that. So, uh, yeah, generally you're okay just right off the bat. This is a... 
good style for for that sort of thing. If you're going to adjust, if you have a really soft water, yeah, you need something, some buffering capacity to balance out the 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 pH shift of of those uh, those highly kiln malts. Okay, but if, does that affect crystal malt at all? How it's no, come across? No, not really. Uh, there might be some in the darker crystal, but generally, I don't think so. Hmm. What I'm, what did what mash mash temperature did you do for the spear? 152 Fahrenheit, 67 degrees okay. C. So you wouldn't want to go too dry on this and lower in. Cause yeah, you know what, though? Or maybe because you have the crystal. Well, and here, here's the thing. Uh-oh. Right? So <clears throat> I'm a firm believer now that, uh, you know, mash temperature really results in, you know, uh, either simpler sugars or long-chain sugars to, you know, these dextrins that are become uh, are unfermentable. Right? Right. The simpler the sugar, the, the sweeter, in general, the, the sweeter it is. The longer chain sugar, the uh, less sweet it is. But maltier? No. No. Maltier, there's no real flavor difference. They, okay. they tend to have, if you get like maltodextrin, right. does that taste malty to you? No, not at all. No, it tastes like powder you powder. put in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, uh, that's, what, that's what you get. With okay. The, with the higher temp, so it's not maltier. It's not sweeter. Okay. It, it has no more malt flavor. <laughs> it's um, you know maybe very subtle on uh, you know the sweeter. It tends to be you know very slightly sweet. Will will the higher mash temp contribute to a more sweeter impression beer? Because no, no not necessarily. But uh, if you have and longer- actually in 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 a kind of a reverse uh, psychology here. Oh God. You know, if you go real low mash temperature, it can actually give the impression of sweetness up front. It just depends on how well the beer attenuates. So if you get like a high alcohol Belgian beer, for example, where they use a lot of simple sugar. Sure. And you ferment this thing out, and it ferments down to, you know, 10.04, 10.06, 10.08, you know, real low finishing gravity. And well done if you do. Right. Okay. And you do that. Right. 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 And it tastes sweet up front, right? Okay. It, it may have a dry finish, finish to it. Sure. And it may, but it tastes sweet. Huh. Why does it taste sweet? Because of, sugars. you know, a lot of those simple sugars. You know, hmm. if you have any of those simple sugars left over, they tend to have a sweetness. Um, people say the alcohols, but, you know, my experience is alcohols tend to be a little more uh, bitter than sweet or, you know, more neutral. Hmm. Is that, could it, well, I'm trying to rationalize this. Right. So the impression of sweetness so, at a drier mash temp, is it potentially right. due to because you have more sugar made because they're small? Well, well, yeah. And, so you have more uh, sugar well, in the solution. But, but uh, you know, different sugars. And here's, 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 also, here's, here's the thing, right? So you're, you're fermenting this out. And let's say you use a higher mash temperature and you have all these unfermentable sugars that are, you know, long chain sugars, right? Okay. You ferment down all the simple sugars get totally used up. Right. You know, the glucose, fructose, sucrose, uh, you know, maltose, all gets totally consumed. Okay. Leaves none of it behind. Okay. All you got left is like the maltodextrin. Right. Right? Okay. It's not sweet at all. No. It's just a... Right. Has body, body but it's not right. sweet. Oh. You use the same yeast, it's, you know, uh, and you... Uh, you know, go higher gravity or, you know, whatever, not quite as attenuative, and you leave behind, it It ferments out, you know, as much as it can, leaves behind a few of these simpler sugars that tend to taste kind of sweet. 
if those are in there, it tastes sweet, but it can finish fairly dry. Interesting. It's not able to get all of them, and it leaves behind some of these sugars, hmm. and they're simple sugars. They're sweet. If it <laughs> left behind these long-chain sugars, it's not quite so sweet. Hmm. Well, if, let me ask you this. What would you recommend for a new brewer? Like, <laughs> this, let's just say these little listening to this first show, yeah. and... You, Try and hit 152, because your boil affects right. the impression of the wort yeah. that you make from your mash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a 148 and 152 mash is a lot different from the after the boil, right? They oh, come, It'll be a different wort. Well, yeah, but the the boil being the same... The same, but different mash. Doesn't temp, really what... Well... Isn't it, won't the sugars caramelize different than the boil? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, so, yeah, they don't really caramelize... Technically, but they form melanoidins, oh, and they can okay. have some caramel kind of flavors to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So would you just recommend, hey, just try this mash temp for a while and see how you like it? Yeah, I would just go with that mash temp. And and mainly, the, you know, a, a big part of the mash temp is really just, you know, developing the body and, okay. you know, how fermentable the word is and all that. Because it always amazed me in a lot of your recipes in that book, you like the 154 range. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems like your sweet spot in the majority of those beers. Right, right. And, but on a bigger beer, I tend to go a little lower because otherwise beer becomes way too full and too thick and, right. you know, it becomes you know, kind of cloying. Right. Okay. Yeah, I shoot for 148 for all my beers. That's my... Uh, yeah. Oh, we learned a secret about Mr. Blisse. Yeah, just try. He's shooting 148. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so all Justin... Right. We got questions from the the chat. We do. That is a good secret about please say. I want to reiterate on Jamil's behalf too. I don't think he's been really sharing a whole lot of secrets. You know, over the past three years, I've been, you know, I've been stealing yours. The, oh, the, the kimono has <laughs> been wide open here, and uh, please say you... just letting you know a little nip slip there. <laughs> Where did you get your one forty eight trick? Who'd you get that from? This thermometer's probably broken. Um, I just, <laughs> yeah, I never calibrated right. Yeah, no, I just found that the beers were drier and that um, I had better final gravities in my beers, so I just kept with it. And then I also, you know, talking to Matt from Firestone a little bit. Aha! I I was gonna say, do you know that he's bullshitting us? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That he has friends in the industry. I know he does. He has good friends in the industry. He used one forty eight. You must have taken it. Actually, one forty six. And they'll do like 30 minutes and they'll ramp up to 152, but they try to get, they increase your efficiency by doing a lower mash temp for 10, 15 nice. minutes, and then they ramp it up for the sugar. But see, you know, efficiency, homebrewers shouldn't be worried about efficiency. Yeah. No. The hell with efficiency. But if you're a large, you know, 50,000 right, barrel. Right, right, right. But that's why, you know, so that's why you don't do the 146. Thing, you know, people go, well, you know, this pro brewer does this, and so that's how, yeah. you know, that's how they make that beer, and you don't know how they make that beer, because <laughs> they do this, and they, it's like, oh, screw you, yeah, 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 balloon head, <laughs> you know, they're, they're doing things completely differently, because they're brewing a hundred yeah, freaking exactly. barrels of beer, yeah. you're brewing five freaking gallons. Yeah. You know, so, you know, just trust that it's a little bit different, for God's sakes. That's a little bit of a sore spot there. <laughs> you've heard that You've heard that a few times. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, my last brew um, was a Kolsch, and I mashed at 144 by accident. I went with it, and it turned out awesome. Mm. So Now it's 144. I finished <laughs> at 07, actually. Some 1040 to 07, but... 
Well, that's one of the things. You I'm know, try 145. These people who do mm. like these style, these uh, these uh, clone uh, 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 columns and books and stuff. I bet you they get endless crap about how the beer didn't turn out like you know one place or another, yeah. or yeah, how you know. Well, you know, Brewery X they use you know. Podunk hops, and yeah. uh, you're not using yeah. Podunk hops, or they they boil yeah. it, uh, you know, or they mash it. Yeah, it's like oh, just you are not dogfish head. <laughs> yeah, you just, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you're not doing the same thing. So you have to do things a little differently in order to get the same result. So your next book isn't a clone book, Jimmy? No, I'm not, I don't think I'd ever freaking do a clone book. <laughs> it's not a clone book. Yeah, last no words. way. Well, yeah, that's true. Hey, if the money's there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Never this, 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 this hose for hire. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right. Questions from the chat, and a lot of people hanging out tonight, I think due to our Twitter account, where you can get notifications about what's happening on the Brewing Network. You can go to twitter.com slash brewing network, and I did let everybody know today, you get a little couple private. A couple of twits we're going to be on the radio. A couple of twits <laughs> are going to be on the radio. You do get private messages. If you, you can either have them in your email or sent to your mobile phone, and I did let everybody know earlier today that Jamil's show was live tonight, and lots of people responded. So, um Twitter.com. Oh, sorry, I'm a little bit busy. Slash Brewing Network. So a lot of people hanging in the chat. All right, a couple questions for you. I'll start with the easy one. How much wood could a woodchuck age if a woodchuck wood-aged beer? <laughs> Two years. Okay. Thank you, John. See? Please say it's definitive. That was the other thing. <laughs> I know we're going long, but I'm in Australia, and they like pulled me aside. I think it was Barry and Peter pulled me aside. They said, now, now you realize every show... They ask you whether you would wood age the style of beer. That's true. I'm like, like yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. I yeah, go, you never thought about it, though. Right. I'm not saying, you know, they're not serious about asking if you would age every style of beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little I'm inside like, joke. Got right through the, got right through the call screener. <laughs> right over the head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and we seriously answer it every time. Like, yeah, yeah just, you do. <laughs> you're just laughing their ass off too right now, too. Right, right. That's awesome. So they pointed it out to me. Of course, they waited until it's like, you know, we're done with the uh, freaking show. Yeah. But we caught them now. We did. Ah. Busted. <laughs> For five shows, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Took us three years. <laughs> Actually, with Chipso, it's like nine days. 15 days. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Cubes can go like years. All right. Uh, this person says, I know Jay-Z hates these kinds of questions, but um, <laughs> what would he say to using half a pound of brown sugar? in this uh to go for a drier stout uh you can if you want a drier and drier still and uh the fruity character you know brown sugar the the thing about most brown sugars is it's white sugar with like a little bit of caramel coloring and and maybe a little bit of caramel flavor but usually just caramel coloring so it doesn't really add a lot okay uh, and it tends to be pricier, so you know you might just use uh, straight sugar and then maybe a little more crystal malt or something like that. Okay. Here's a brewing classic styles question for you. In the description of this style in BCS, uh, you state the foreign extra stout should be bigger and fuller in body than either an oatmeal or sweet stout. And the listener says, however, uh, you don't use any extra specialty grains to boost those characteristics, other than a little bit of caramel malts. 
So what are your comments on that? What are you doing to make it, you know, specifically that kind of bigger and fuller body in this beer? Good question. Uh, let me look through the book. Now, uh, <laughs> page 172. Yeah, let me see. Uh, the the difference is mainly going with uh, the higher uh, starting gravity. Okay. And there's a you know a fair amount of uh, crystal malt as well versus, uh, um, uh, you know the uh, uh, other other recipes. So you have more residual sugar, right. in your fuller body. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. So crystal. Crystal too. Crystal and uh, you know higher. I mean, there's more of everything. Higher start, starting gravity by a, a substantial amount. Okay. All right. Um, I know you guys just spent an extensive amount of time on on, on water chemistry, but I didn't listen to any of it. <laughs> Don't blame so you. this extensive question, amount extensive, of time. <laughs> uh, this question just came through from the chat, and is, uh, we know whether you covered it or not. I have no idea. Uh, does Jay-Z recommend adding any calcium or magnesium to counter the acidity of the dark malts? Uh, yeah, well, you know, if your water is fairly uh, soft, yeah, you definitely would. Um, if it's uh, if your water's already fairly hard, then no. Just give it a shot with uh, what you got. Okay. And that's it from the chat. Cool. So let me kind of uh, recap here. If you are uh, uh, brewing this, uh, you're going to have an original gravity at 1071 is what you're going to target. Final gravity about 1017. About 45 IBUs. It's going to result in about 7.1 ABV. Uh, you are going to, as an extract brewer, use uh, English Pale Ale liquid malt extract 10 pounds or 4.5 kilograms. Uh, black roasted barley, three-quarter pound, 340 grams. Crystal 40, crystal 80, 10 ounces each, 284 grams. Chocolate malt, a half pound or 227 grams. Uh, for all grain brewer, uh, you'll use all those same specialty malts, but uh, instead of the liquid malt extract, you are going to uh, mash with uh, 13.9 pounds or 6.3 kilograms of British pale ale malt at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Uh, your hops, Kent Goldings, pellets, 5% alpha acid, a 60-minute addition, 2.4 ounces, 68 grams, give you about 44.6 IBU. And you could actually use a lot of different hops, any the English hop, uh, you know, that it's you can get, it would be fine. It's 60 minutes, it's, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of flavor. And then uh, yeast, White Labs, WLP 013, London Ale, or Y Yeast 1028, London Ale. Or if you're using dry yeast, the Danstar Nottingham ferment about 67 degrees Fahrenheit, 19 degrees C. You're going to want to ramp it up towards the end using these English yeasts in, in a bigger beer like this. One, you want it to attenuate fully. The other is you want to absorb any of that diacetyl. So kick it up at about 70 degrees Fahrenheit or 21 degrees C during the, the last uh, uh, third of the uh, the fermentation. And uh and somebody else, one of the great things for people in Australia, they were pointing out, oh, you know what you say, you know, you yeah. always say this, or you say that. I mean, they, like, creep you they, out. they knew everything. Yeah. No, no, very <laughs> very polite, wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think they've taken the place as my most favorite people in the world wow. as Australians. Absolutely. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a great, uh, what a, a great uh, country and community yeah. of people. And just, uh, just, you know, the personality there is, is wonderful. Um, and now you like distracted me. You lost. Yeah, I lost. You're seeing you're talking to him about. And, oh, there, there were things that they picked up about what you said. 
like your, right, right, your right, verbatim right. or your phrases. <laughs> right. And well. one, one person had me write in their book and brew that bad boy and brew that bad boy. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> I had said that. I said, I said that. He goes, oh, yeah, you say that every once in a while. That's fascinating. <laughs> and go and brew that bad boy. Brew that bad boy. All right. Nice to see I think uh, that's quite the good uh, uh, foreign extra stout show. Absolutely. I think think we covered some good stuff here. I think if you have a chance, go to northernbrewer.com, our sponsor, and show them some love like you do to to us every every dark alley we run into. And uh, go to the Brewing Network store. Try and... uh, See if you can't find yourself Pick uh, up some glassware. Some sweet glassware. You know, I'm going to put in the uh, piano. Shirts, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, some, of, some of my favorite uh, clothing in the Brewing Network store. Yeah, and the books. New, the new sweatshirts are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't colors. think those are there yet. Ooh, uh, keep, sorry. Keep, keep taking a look. Anyways, uh, I think that was a, a very good... Uh, yeah. For an extra show, yeah, Let's and do uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking about Belgian Triple next. There we go. Back after a short break for you live listeners. Otherwise, two weeks in the podcast. A Bruce Strong. The Jamil Show has been a production of the Brewing Network. Please send questions for Jamil to Jamil at thebrewingnetwork.com. 